0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a late edition of the Social Room podcast. It is Monday when I'm recording this. I'm going to release it as soon as I'm done mastering it and just add a, adding the finishing touches. Um, obviously, all of the episodes were supposed to come out on Friday, but I was busy playing a little game called Starfield, and it was absolutely fantastic. I finished the main story about 16 hours in over the weekend, so I've been spending quite a bit of time playing the game. And... It's a huge success. Um, I know I mentioned on LinkedIn, if any of you follow me there, where um, Bethesda Game Studios has a really good marketing uh, strategy where they keep a good scarcity of information before one of their games releases. And I think this really works to the benefit of Bethesda because whenever you have such um, little information about a game that's like very hyped, um, it kind of creates this culture of excitement. Um, people want to investigate. They want to know more about your product. Um, I mentioned last uh, last week where uh, this guy named Tyrone uh, just lifted Starfield right off the shelves of his job and started leaking uh, videos online through YouTube. And it was just like really poorly recorded, but people were just eating it up because <laughs> because they have had no information. So obviously this... Follows the very basic uh, supply demand curve um, that you learn like immediately as soon as you get into economics, where like if supply is low, demand is high, and vice versa. And so I feel like Bethesda really knows how to leverage that to their favor. Um, whether this strategy creates unrealistic expectations for their games is another thing to talk about another time. But uh, all in all, they do a great job creating high demand for their products. Especially since um, they release them so infrequently. It's every, what? I mean, Skyrim came out like 12 years ago by now. And, like, Fallout 4 came out in 2016. So, it's like, yeah, they release games, like, once every five, six years. Like, it's going to be a big deal. And they want to make it a big deal. And that absolutely helps them out being the giant of these huge open world massive games. Uh, Again... If you haven't checked out Starfield, it officially releases on Wednesday. Absolutely fantastic. Um, really enjoying the game. But uh, here's something that I was thinking about. So obviously, I'm going to go back to that uh, supply demand thing that I was talking about. So obviously, it's sort of an apple orange apples to oranges thing. Like obviously, games are different than like movies or television shows. But like, why is it that like? This brand is being so celebrated, but Disney is being absolutely dogged on in the press and just economically right now. And I was thinking, it's like, it's very simple. I was just talking about how uh, Bethesda is leveraging the fact that they have low, uh, uh, like a low supply of information to create demand for their next product. But Disney is almost kind of doing the opposite. Where they have so much supply. They release dozens of movies a year under the umbrella of Disney, whether it be uh, Marvel, Pixar, just Disney animation, uh, the live action remakes for Disney. It's like they release so much stuff. And I know online sentiment is kind of down this, uh, is kind of reflecting this. I know that ticket sales are kind of reflecting this, but the demand for Disney content is so low. And obviously the news uh, last week, um, Disney stock has hit a nine-year low. And like obviously there's other things that are kind of um, playing into that. There's a writer strike going on and the Actors Guild strike that's going on. I made a whole podcast episode about that. Um, Very good if you guys want to check that out. But yeah, it it hit huge absolutely huge dip uh, last week and just is continuing to hemorrhage and even on the first it dropped by like two bucks and so like boy they are just really hemorrhaging money right now um and like the statistics and like the evidence for this that they have just too much supply is really starting to show um just like just this year beginning of the summer June 2nd I'm reading this from uh, variety.com uh Disney wrote off 1.5 billion dollars of content off of Disney Plus um especially you know uh the the chief among them was Willow uh it was a reboot to a 1988 movie a soft reboot uh with Warwick Davis it's like a fantasy kind of thing um they spent 105.9 million dollars on this just to real, just to take it off Disney Plus within six months, and that really that really shows is that they spent all of this money like 105 million dollars is nothing to, like scoff at. Um, that's still a pretty decent budget. Um, for like, there are movies that come out, art house movies, a twenty four. These movies don't tend to get up to the hundred millions but they do great in the box office and so like obviously 105 million dollars from disney is not that big of a deal but that's still a substantial amount of money to spend on production and the fact that they're willing to just take that off of their streaming services is really telling about how little people are engaging with their content um disney plus subscribers are down and like they just have so much stuff on there it's not even really worth the keep some of the things that they spend a hundred million dollars on. And like, this is a little bit more subjective, but again, online sentiment, ticket sales, what they've been releasing is not that high of quality either. It's, to me, it's almost like they're producing things just for the sake of doing it. They're just like filming it, putting it in, getting it done as fast as possible, and then releasing it to get a return. And uh, Martin Scorsese famously said that like superhero movies are kind of like amusement park rides where there's not really a whole lot into them. They just want a whole lot of flash. Uh, They want action. They want the emotion without like really providing the art. And he's not totally wrong. And I know a lot of people got mad at him whenever he said this originally I mean, this was a couple of years ago, but like, it's really starting to show now where like, boy, like Ant-Man, Thor, like these two movies that came out recently are just all flash, all CGI. Like, it's so clear that they're not having enough time to spend on the effects where it's just all flash. It looks really bad. The writing has obviously been through like 15, 16 boardroom meetings and it's so washed out. And it's really the only thing that's keeping it together if it is the fact that you know, Chris, Chris Hemsworth playing Thor and Christian Bale playing uh, Gore the Godslayer, And um, like it's just barely being held up. And it still does fine in the box office, but the reviews aren't that great. And like there's Marvel fatigue. There's Star Wars fatigue. Lord knows I'm suffering from Star Wars fatigue. I used to be such a big fan of the franchise. And such a shame to see how Disney has completely mismanaged that intellectual property. But like, they release just absolutely mediocre content to Disney+. Plus. The Mandalorian was great. And then the third season comes around and it's terrible. And I don't even want to get to the sequels the sequel trilogy for star Wars, but like it, it's really starting to show that they have this cynical outlook on the content that they produce. It's almost like they're just churning out things because they know they can get away with it. And now it's starting to kind of bite them where they need to pay a little bit more attention to the, what they're releasing. They need to kind of draw back on the supply in order to get people more excited about the things that they're releasing. Like, nobody wants to watch live action remakes i'm sorry like this is something that me and my girlfriend have talked about but like they didn't need to make another aladdin they don't need to make another milan they don't need to make another pinocchio like no, it, it, the artistic integrity of a, a medium like a, a, like animation it's it's automatically implying that animation is is less than live action and it's not helping that these live action reboots suck so it's saying yeah all our golden age animation movies are terrible now watch this absolutely mediocre soulless production of aladdin um and it's just really starting to show okay and something else that i wanted to mention really quick is that uh there's a lot of people online that will um (sighs) cite that their um political affiliation at disney or the message the messages that they're trying to uh convey in their media is kind of what's hurting disney uh and their stock right now and uh overall their um their identity as a brand and i think that's a little bit disingenuous because uh, a lot of these people will tout like the mantra go woke go broke um first of all Disney's not woke. They're a multi-billion dollar corporation, and they put the first gay kiss in Star Wars in a scene that they can easily cut out for Chinese audiences. So let's just get that out of the way. Disney is not your ally. Disney is not your friend. And I really think it's kind of cynical that they continue to put these um, sort of disenfranchised minority groups in their movies and kind of exploit that message to get more box office revenue and headlines that they can... Uh, kind of leverage influence out of so let's just get that out of the way disney is not your friend disney is not a liberal corporation but I, i think it's a little bit disingenuous to use their political affiliation to why they're struggling in the stocks because like it's really not a matter of republican or democrat or liberal or conservative it's the fact that they're releasing too much content it's the fact that they're releasing subpar, mediocre, or just downright awful content and trying to play it off to people that they're just going to eat it up and and watch it anyway. It's, you know, I just just feel like it's a little disingenuous of people to represent that um, as their argument of why Disney's hurting and then use that to further their own um, message about, like, which side is right and wrong. Um, Again, guys... Disney's hurting, not because of their stance on gay marriage. It's not hurting because they put a lesbian woman in Strange New Worlds. (laughs) But it's also not your friend, and it's not an ally for these communities either, because it's a giant corporation. They're not here to help you. They're here for their bottom line. (laughs) And the fact that they wrote off $105 million for a show that used a lot of um, gay, LGBT uh, Q plus like, messaging. They wrote that show off, Willow. Like, they're not your friend. So, obviously, Disney has got a really big issue here. Um, obviously, they're not going to listen to me, but it's something to take into account if you are maybe a product-based business or... Maybe you are trying to make a name for yourself in perhaps directing or the art community where the products and the services that you release, you need to keep them, you know, well tailored. You need to keep them with a little bit of passion and soul and you need to keep it a little bit infrequent and give them kind of a use case because if you don't, then the demand for your product or service is going to be extremely low. And then you're going to get into the Disney <laughs> the Disney cycle where they're just churning out carbon copy things just because they think someone's going to eat it up. Like, like, It's just putting stuff in a trough for the pigs to eat. It's like you can't take that approach to your business. And Disney is starting to finally take the hit of it. Even though they're one of the largest corporations in the world, they have to write off $1.5 billion dollars because nobody's watching the content that they release to Disney+. Plus, So you need to keep your stuff, you know, good. And make sure that your audience is interested in what you are releasing. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself at a nine-year low for your stocks if you're a publicly traded company. Anyways, that's a little bit of a short one today. Um... I hope you value what I have to say about Disney and I apologize for making you guys wait a couple extra days for the social room next Friday or that well this Friday now (laughs) right on time. So make sure to check that out and I will be releasing a shorter condensed version of this on YouTube for anyone interested. Uh, I released a YouTube video last week about the uh, helpful content changes on Google. So if you're interested in checking that out, please feel free and again i'm alec rumen thank you for checking out the social room podcast and you can have a good one